Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. Script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. If one of your friends said to you, I keep house with wax, would you know what she meant? Well, if you went over her home room by room, I think you would. Because in every one of those rooms, from the front door through the kitchen, you'd find evidence of wax protection, wax polished beauty. You'd find mellow, shining floors that grow lovelier with every application of Johnson's Wax. Tabletops, radios, chair arms that gleam with wax protection that are so easy to keep clean and sparkling. Windowsills that'll laugh at winter weather. Picture frames, leather articles, kitchen equipment whose bright, richly polished appearance adds so greatly to the charm of your home. Yes, you'd find in every room evidence of regular applications of Johnson's Wax to all kinds of surfaces, protecting them, preserving them, adding beauty and length of life, and saving hours of housework. That's what we mean by protective housekeeping with Johnson's Wax. Believe me, it will pay you to try it. You'll find many special uses for all three forms of Johnson's Wax. Paste, liquid, and cream. Winter arrives in Wistful Vista today with a hey, nonny, nonny, and a shut that door. Colder than a Russian veto. And the snow is horn high to a tall steer. But at 79 Wistful Vista, all is cozy. In the fireplace, a big hunk of wood is crackling merrily. And on the Davenport, another big hunk is wisecracking merrily. As we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Listen to that wind outside, will you, kiddo? Pity the poor pedestrian on a night like this. Brutal weather, isn't it? Yep. My Adam's apple got frostbitten last night, and I woke up with laryngitis. Mm -hmm. You better stay inside, kiddo. It's snowing worse than ever. I haven't seen the air so white since that cyclone hit the feather mattress factory. (laughs) And that wind. Strong, is it? Strong. Brother. Her sister. <laughs> I popped out to get the milk off the porch this morning, and when I pulled my head back in, my hair was braided like a hangman's rope. I couldn't even comb it. I had to unweave it. Cold, too, I imagine. Cold. I stuck my nose out to get the morning paper and yanked it back with a bird's-eye label on it. Ah, oh, McGee. <clears throat> well, I'm certainly glad I don't have to go out tonight. Uh, this is the kind of storm that has polar bears looking for warm ice. <laughs> you said it. Personally, I... W- well, heavenly days. I wonder who that is. I don't know who he is, but I know what he is. <laughs> Come in, stupid. Oh, my, it's Dr. Gaines. Oh, hi, Doc. Hello. Nice day, if you're a penguin with a high metabolism. <sighs> my goodness, Doctor, isn't it a little risky to travel about in a storm like this? I haven't been out myself, but McGee says it's colder than a jury summons. That is the understatement of the month, my dear. There's some ugly talk downtown of lynching the weatherman. 
But I think cooler heads will prevail, and they'll shoot him instead. <laughs> Incidentally, have you lost your voice, Molly, or are you just trying to keep this confidential? Well, now, uh, when I woke up this morning, uh, I... Never mind, never mind, my dear. Let me look at your throat. They are. Ah. Don't worry about your gold inlay, Sissy. I'm watching him. <laughs> hmm. That doesn't look bad. Use a good gargle and stay in the house. Don't talk any more than you have to for a couple of days. And if you have to communicate with your husband, write him a note using small words and large print. All right, Doctor, I'll do that. I think I'll go upstairs now and gargle and let you boys talk. Good night, Doctor. Well, if it hasn't cleared up a little by morning, let me know. Good night. See you later, baby. Ah, there goes a good thing. What you got there, Stork Chaser? Postcard for you was left to Mrs. Jellifont by mistake. Oh, thanks, Bagwell. I'll bet old Mrs. Jellifont has memorized it and had photosets made to this one. Nosy, is she? Nosy? That old curtain twitcher spends so much time spying on the neighbors, she's growing FBI eyebrows. <laughs> oh, come now, don't judge her too harshly, billiard head. Mrs. Jellifont was disappointed in love. No kidding? Yes. She married a man with $4 million in poor health. He lost it all in 1929, had to go to work, and now he'll live till he's 100. <laughs> Sad case. Well, I hope you appreciate my playing mailman in this blizzard. Yeah, that's an awful nice of you, Doc. You know, I was just thinking, Doc, you must be getting old. You're starting to do nice things for people. <laughs> if that's a sign of advancing age, Hammerhead, you have discovered the fountain of youth. What's the postcard say? What do you mean, what does it say? You read it five times on the way over here and you know it. Of course I did. Well, there's pickup package at window five. What is that, a delayed Christmas gift? Not expecting you. How about your dear old Aunt Sarah? Hmm? The one you say has more money than General MacArthur has quotations. Oh, she never sends us a Christmas present. Do you ever see a sailor tying his shoelaces? No, I don't believe so. Why? No, Aunt Sarah is tighter than his pants. <laughs> that old dame is about as open-handed as 12 o'clock. Gosh, I wonder what that package is there. Well, whatever it is, I hope it'll keep. Looks like this storm is going to last through August. Yeah, I bet it's going I hope it's nothing little spoiled. Such as what? Well, I don't know, but... An old friend of mine that I and he used to be in vaudeville together with a song and dance act, McGee and Nittany, songs and witty things. <laughs> We'd open in two with a grass mat thing and give my regards to Broadway, though neither one of us had ever been east of Cleveland. East of Cleveland. Threw <laughs> <laughs> that one clear across the lake. <laughs> But nobody knew that. He sent me some elderberry wine in the mail once. I, uh, won't... Fred Nittany. Oh, Fred Nittany, yeah. yeah. I won't try to go back and unravel that monologue, Joy Boy. So how was the elderberry wine when you did get it? I don't know. There was an explosion in the post office the day it was due, and I was scared to go down and inquire about it. <laughs> well, I've got to get back to the hospital. This is just the kind of a night that thoughtless little babies decide to be born on. <laughs> Okay, Ponchy. Turn your collar up good around your neck. Don't tell me you're getting solicitous about my health. Not at all. I just don't want passers-by to think we know anybody that needs a haircut that bad. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, here I go. Into the wild white yonder. Good night. Good night, Doc. Boy, what a night. If it wasn't so far to the post office, I'd... Oh, don't be a chump, McGee. It ain't a fit night out for man to beast. Still, if that is a package from Aunt Sarah. Oh, don't be silly. She wouldn't give you the correct time. What are you scared of, McGee? A little wind? Okay, I'll go. Okay, here, put on your coat. Thanks. Here's your hat. Thanks. Hey, Molly, I'm going to the post office to pick up a package. 
If I ain't back in two hours, send my green necktie to Uncle Dennis. Billy Mills in the orchestra play. It's a pity to say goodnight. on the corner 15 minutes ago. I haven't been so lost since I tried to find the men's lounge at the YWCA. <laughs> this has got me worried. I better stop at this house and ask where I am. What's the matter, dearie? Forget something? What? <laughs> Is this our house? Boy, I was just trying to find out where I was, Molly. I can't see 10 feet in this blizzard. I've been traveling in a circle. Well, how can you tell? I lost an overshoe ten minutes ago, and now I got it on again. <laughs> hey, don't stand in the doorway with that bad throat, kiddo. I'll be back in a little while, I hope. Take care now, dearie. be to my left. But a streetcar just went by and there's no streetcars on Oak Street. Hey, there's no streetcars in Whistle Vista. <laughs> just buses. Maybe it's just a truck. Oh. Boy, am I windy. I gotta go in someplace and get warm. wonder who this is. 
Well, my gosh. Hi, Wimp, old man. You live here? Can I come in for a minute? Oh, hello, Mr. McGee. Say, do come in. Thanks. Oh, sure is a blizzard out there, Wimp. I haven't taken such a pushing around since I pulled my tailor tie. Certainly is stormy, all right. That's it. In fact, I'm quite perturbed about sweetie things. That's my big old wife. Sweetie things? Is she out in this storm, Wimp? Yeah. And I'm worried. Oh, well, take it easy. I was out in it and nothing happened. That's what worries me, Mr. McGee. <laughs> if you can do it, she can do it. Where'd she go? Skiing. Oh. Can I make you some hot coffee or something, Mr. McGee? I have a cheeky recipe for coffee wimple. What's coffee wimple? I mean, what's coffee wimple? Oh, just an idea I got one day while I was putting around the kitchen. Puttering, you mean? No, putting. Oh. I was trying to put a golf ball into a paper cup, and I hit it too high. Oh. Knocked a can of cocoa into the coffee pot, and when I tasted it, it was half cocoa and half coffee. Quite good, too. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's nothing new, Wimp. That's what they call Russian chocolate. Yes? Mm-hmm. Well, if it disagrees with everybody the way it did with me, I can understand why they call it that. <laughs> Certainly is hard to get along with. <laughs> Well, I hope I didn't disturb you with whatever you were doing tonight, Wimp. By the way, where'd your wife go skiing? She asked me where was a good place, and I told her up on Harrigan's Hill. Harrigan's Hill? My gosh, Wimp, that's no place to ski. There's a 400-foot gravel pit. A uh, gravel pit at the bottom of it. <laughs> gravel pit at the bottom of it. <laughs> yes, I guess I wasn't the right one to ask, was I? <laughs> well, maybe somebody will probably warn her before she starts down. I suppose so. I wish people would just mind their own darn business. <laughs> well, I better get going or the post office will be closed. Good night, Wimp. Thanks for letting me get warm. Good night, Mr. McGee. I'd heave a rock through that window. Oh, let me see. I'm getting numb. I'll duck inside this place. Looks like a warehouse or something. Hey, anybody here? Hey. Uh, there's something I can do for... Oh, hello, pal. Wilcox, is this your office? Yes. What brought you out in this kind of weather? I'm going to the post office to pick up a package, Junior. Package of what? I don't know. Who's it from? I don't know that either. Well, what's so important about it? Pick me. You don't know what it is or who it's from or why it was sent, but you'll risk your life to prowl around in this blizzard. Who's risking his life in a blizzard? I got a compass with me, haven't I? Oh, have you? Sure. Right here in my overcoat. Someplace. Well, here it is. See? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get that? I had that for years. I take it on all my hunting trips. Look, pal. That's not a magnetic compass. That's the kind of compass you draw circles with. You know, a point on one leg and a pencil on the other. So what? It's always brought me where I wanted to go and took me back. Well, how in the world do you tell directions with it? Just pull the prongs apart till they form a straight line. Point one of them due south and the other leg will point north. It never... 
Well, I must say that's very ingenious. By the way, where's Molly? I left her home. She's got a little laryngitis and shouldn't talk. So I had to get out of the house for a while because you know how gabby I am. Oh. I thought if I... Oh, excuse me. Sure, Junior. If a man, if a man hangs up, don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> West for Vista Branch of S.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated. Racine, Wisconsin. Makers of Johnson's Wax, Face, Liquid, and Cream. Wilcox speaking. Oh, hello, Cavanaugh. That's Cavanaugh, pal, one of our top salesmen. Oh, send him over to see me. I haven't had a top since I was a kid. <laughs> uh, hello, Cavanaugh. Yes. Oh, uh, did you tell her that glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing? You did. Did you tell her it shines as it dries? You did. Well, look, Cavanaugh, just stress the fact that glow coat will help restore the life and color to her linoleum, and it'll be so much easier to keep clean. Mm-hmm. What? You did, and she bit you in the leg. Well, keep at it, Cavanaugh. Goodbye. Customer bites the salesman, Waxy? Oh, no, no. It was too stormy to call on people and too late, so he was rehearsing his sales talk on his box terrier. Why did the mutt bite him? Frustration, I guess. Oh. No fun packing up the kitchen linoleum if it's got glow coat on it. Oh. <laughs> well, now that you got that off your chest, Waxy, why don't you run along? What do you mean? Go away. You put in your pitch for paste and cream, so take a powder. <laughs> I beg your pardon, this is my office. Huh? Oh, my gosh, I'm the one that's got to go this time. <laughs> well, thanks for the hospitality, Junior. I'll see you later. Go on, pal. Now, uh, where is that dad at a post office? I can't see a thing. That snow is so fluffy. Boy, I could sure use a seeing eye walrus tonight. Snowflakes are closer together than Vandenberg in 1948. I see a building nearby. I smell something cooking. Smells like coffee. Hmm, garlic pickles. Must be a drugstore near here. Ah, here we are. Might as well play the pinball machine for a while till I get warm. Wonder if I got a nickel. Ah, yeah. Here we are. Another nickel, McGee, at a low rate of interest. Oh, hi, Olivia. No thanks. I just stopped in here to get warm. Got to get down to the post office and pick up a package. A package of what? I don't know. I got a card from the post office. Says pick up package at window five. Well, if you're going to the post office, McGee, you'd better saddle and mount. It closes in fourteen minutes. Hey, by the way, you're the mayor of this town, Olivia. Why don't you call them up and tell them to wait for me? Sorry, McGee, I can't do it. Why not? Well, I'll try to explain. Uh-huh. As mayor of this municipality, I have at my disposal certain patronage jobs to be awarded. Uh-huh. Usually, I try my best to see that those jobs are capably filled, regardless of political affiliation. Sure, sure. Now then, the postmaster of this city, one Tiffany H. Crud, has a nephew who is the mental equal of practically nobody. <laughs> Let us be charitable and say that this young man does not know an act from an oval. To call this specimen a jerk would be to vilify every soda dispenser in America. Sounds like a great kid, Latrice. You going to adopt him? 
Young man's uncle, Tiffany H. Crud, the postmaster, recently asked me to appoint this insufferable delinquent to a responsible position in the city's treasury office. Yeah, but what I got to The reply about... I gave Mr. Crud fully explains why I cannot ask him to keep the post office open for you. So you'd better be on your way. You said it. Well, so long, Mr. Good night, McGee. And here are the King's fans to sing Winter Wonderland. Over the ground lies a black and a white, a heaven of diamonds shines in the night. Two hearts are thrilled in spite of the chill in the weather. Lay down green, are you listening? In the land, snow is glistening. A wonderful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away. Look, old timer, I got a notice from this post office that there's a package here for me. 
You see? Here's the card. Hey, this card says window five. So what? I don't work at window five. I work at window three. Airmail. Sorry, boy. Good night. Hey, hey, come back here. Look, you lantern-jawed old fossil. You uncivil civil service man. If you think I battled my way down here through four foot of snow to get the brush off from you, you're off your onion. Now give me that package, or I'll slap you in a sack and airmail you to Washington, D.C. No, 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 not that, honey, not that. I'll get your package. Got any idea what it was? I don't even know who it's from. Now, let me take a look around here, Mike. <laughs> hey, you want to see my stamp collection? No, I don't. I just want to get my package and go home. Well, you can be looking at my stamp collection while I look for your package. Here they are. Keep your eyes on those, boy. You mean, is this your stamp collection? Yep. I've one ever since I was a kid. <laughs> Finally started it this week. Got some beauties there, ain't I? Look at this one here. This one says, Agile. This one says, This Side Up. Look at this one. Use no hook. <laughs> it's got to body some of the handles, and I'll have the prettiest stamp collection in town. <laughs> yeah, very impressive. Now, how about my package? Yeah, get it right here, Johnny. Stand for down this line. Yeah, that's it. Hey, you gonna unwrap it here? You're doggone tootin' I am. Listen, after all the torture and hardships I've been through to satisfy my curiosity about this package, I certainly am going to... Well, if that isn't the dirtiest, what a shit. Slog my way through three miles of blizzard for what? Throw that thing back in the bin, Gramps. I'll be back for it in April. What is it, Johnny? Look at it. Spring seed catalog. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> seen dull, faded linoleum change right before your eyes to bright, sparkling linoleum? No, there's no catch in it. That's exactly what happens when you use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. There's no rubbing or buffing and very little work on your part. Yet in 20 minutes, while you wait, this remarkable wax floor polish makes old floors shine like new. Keeps new floors always beautiful. All you do is apply glow coat and let it dry. As it dries, Johnson's glow coat shines to a smooth, long-lasting polish. Try it on your printed and inlaid linoleum and linoleum rugs, too. See the gleaming beauty it gives you. At the same time, protecting them from dirt and wear. With glow coat protection, still things wipe up in no time. Muddy footsteps and dirt can be wiped up instantly, leaving the colors fresh and bright as ever. Try it, won't you? But for a really bright shine, be sure to ask for the real thing. Johnson self-polishing glow coat. Worried about you. You should have been worried, kiddo. What a night. When I finally got that dad post office, do you know what that package was? What was it? The spring seed catalog. I was so burned up, I threw it in their face and just walked out. Oh, McGee. And I wanted to start planting my flowers out. 
What? You did? Well, he was, Molly. Yes, I don't... sir. I was going to put three rows of crocuses across the front porch. Huh? And in the side yard, some tulips and gladiola and back of his yard, some nasturtiums. And... No, no, I'd only and own it. I thought as long as you were so fond of carnations, that we could have some by the back porch and just some narcissus. Where's my mitten? Uh, McGee, where are you going? Back to the post office. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Carla Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcast. This is Chicago, WMAQ.